Whatever happened to the pen is mightier than the sword. Martin, as the President of the United States, this comes with the full weight, power, and authority of my office. Fuck you. Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Ultimately, we seek answers to three questions. Does the remake do justice to the original? And if you just watch the remake, do you get a good sense of why the original was successful or not successful and thus remade? But most of all, which movie to watch, the original or the remake? Okay, and uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Original Remake. I'm looking at my co-host here, and he is representing my uh, Portland Trailblazers. Rocking that Rip City shirt there, Michael. I, I have to. I mean, it's it was... Uh very nice gift from you but i feel like uh you know as a celtics fan we returned the gift with that uh, butt whooping we put on the trailblazers earlier in the week so you you texted uh, me earlier saying if asking if i was wearing rip city i said of course not but today since they're not playing they can be my western conference mistress yet again all right well you know uh again i you know i, I messaged you you can't spell blazers without a l so somebody <laughs> had to lose that game so uh that's enough sports talk for today um, we are going to be covering some uh, some movies that involve the White House, which now I know we kind of mentioned it before. We we've kind of changed the not really the format, but the the choice of movies. We're not going to do direct uh, remakes uh, much more anymore, just because Hollywood now does a lot of reboots and 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 uh, reimaginings and things like that. So these two movies that we're going to cover have uh, a very similar premise. Uh, the the one that came out first, funny enough, they both came out the same year. The first one was Olympus Has Fallen, uh, which was directed by Antoine Fuqua. Uh, it is stars uh, Gerard Butler, Aaron Eckhart, Morgan Freeman, Angela Bassett, uh, Cole Hauser, uh, Melissa Leo, Dylan McDermott, and Rick Yoon. Uh, this is essentially about a movie, or I'm sorry, about the White House uh, being under attack by terrorists. Uh, they happen to be Asian, uh, specifically Koreans. Um, you know, this is it's funny. We're we're covering this following the uh, Oscars are white, and and uh, Chris Rock himself made some uh, uh, Asian jokes, which uh, did not go well with Asians. Uh, I, I found this way after the fact because I, I I didn't watch the Oscars because I I didn't. I didn't see a lot of the the, the nominees this year. Um, hey, don't say that. Say you were boycotting them, and you actually held strong to that. So that's the reason <laughs> you didn't see it. I was boycotting because there was no Asians uh, nominated. <laughs> that's only yeah. No, <laughs> sorry, bad joke. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> that, now that now you were Chris layup. Rock. <laughs> I, I, I've turned Apparently. you to Chris Rock. Yeah, I I have uh, half a star for my uh, street creds. You know, as is. He did on the uh, longest yard. Was it half a star? I think it was a half a star, right? The deep pool Taking there. it back. Yeah. <laughs> An episode, you know, we, we covered the longest yard. So if you're tired of our, this our, episode, go ahead and check that one out. I don't think a lot of people did, probably because there was a lot of sports talk as we started with on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, uh, I guess it's, you know, it's my turn to uh, uh, introduce uh, the other film, which uh, is not quite so, you know, white or i guess racist here because the villains are white folk and predominantly americans uh who have something against 
this current presidency, um, president played by Jamie Foxx and his, um, I would say his secret service, uh, you know, sort of lone wolf representative is Channing Tatum. But the premise of the film is that he's going to the White House to interview for a job for the secret service. He is uh, actually in charge of protecting Richard Jenkins character, um, who has a little bit more going on. I guess a a difference of opinion with the president, Mm -hmm. uh, basically, which uh, is introduced at the beginning of the film. And uh, so basically the villains here... Uh, played by Jason Clark and uh, James Woods, which is kind of a spoiler, but maybe only for the first, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, uh, think that the president is, uh, with his policies, that are taking America into a dangerous place. So it's got a little bit of diehard as far as the villain's beliefs, where they say that it's about the money, but it's... uh, truly about something else. So it's basically the bizarro version of Die Hard where they try to, you know, put upon the idea that they're they're doing this for their political ideologies, but really it's the money. So obviously I prefer the Die Hard version. Um but speaking of Die Hard, let's go back to the film you introduced, Olympus Has Fallen, which uh even though the villains don't act like uh anyone from Die Hard, that it feels very much like that film because it's like he has one man uh, stuck in the the White House is the 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 guy who is the the last stand there for for America, the only one who can bring these villains down. Yeah, <laughs> please tell me you've seen Die Hard. I have, I have seen Die Hard. Yes. So did just, you get those vibes at all from uh, Gerard Butler? So he's like climbing through tunnels and uh, yeah, sneaking around. Yeah, except for he wasn't running around barefoot. It's a, so it's a big difference. It's a big key. Yeah, so <laughs> very big difference. Um, I. I that that wasn't uh, my go-to. I, I I could see that now. Um, I understand that uh, Die Hard is a uh, an American tradition during Christmas. Um, every day, you, you know, every damn day. <laughs> oh, every day. Okay, every day is Christmas. Apparently, uh, if you're James Bond in in what was it? Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies or no no? Yeah, it doesn't matter. The world is not enough. I think <laughs> is what it was. Do you get the joke that I was referencing? It was at the end of the movie. It's you'd um, have to you'd have to bring Dave from Pop Culture Christmas. Case Study on because uh, oh. he's the one that owns the big James Bond set, and I've seen just like too. a few of them. Oh. <laughs> I, I own the Blu-ray. Well, because remember when we tried att- attempting to do the James Bond movies, the the one I didn't have is the one that isn't part of that MGM collection. It's you out know, of continuity, uh, right? So I I own the Blu-ray set. My my friends got it for me for for my thirtieth uh, a few years back. But um, yeah, I, I think. You know, uh, what's her face? Uh, Denise Richards. I think her last name was Christmas, and there's a comment, Christmas comes every year. Or Dr. Jones. Christmas Jones. And don't make any jokes, I've heard them all. I don't know any Dr. Jokes. I don't know. Anyway, we're all over the place with this one. Um, yeah, I, I, can see, I can see that now. It, to, to me, my... I was, I was thinking, like... Um, Gosh, I don't know. Uh, I was trying to think of what other movie kind of did something like this, and I was thinking, yeah, this is a really bad uh, example, but like phone booth, you know, where he's just in the phone booth all day while all these things are going on. Olympus has fallen, uh, and White House down. It all takes place at the White House. It's, it's just a bad comparison, but I mean, Die Hard is is much better you know, of a comparison because explosions and action and you know, terrorists and, and all these things. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's a, a bad pull, 
uh, I think that would apply more to White House Down, just because okay. one thing I noticed when I was watching the two of them you know, together, which uh, I don't think Hollywood really wanted that to happen. Uh, you know, usually there's a big race to see when you have similar films like Deep Impact or Armageddon. Uh, was there? There's a, a couple of volcano ones, one with Pierce Brosnan and one with Tommy Lee Jones that came out like around the same time period as well. Dante's Peak. Yeah, and maybe the, was the Tommy Lee Jones one just volcano? I, I can't remember. Um but anyway, like watching them so close together, yes, there's a very similar premise here, but I felt like White House Down was more in the phone booth vein in the sense that our heroes, played by Chang Tatum and Jamie Foxx, for the most part are reactionary to what happens around them. Like it's it's like a big chase movie stuck in one location. Um, okay. And, and Olympus has fallen, Gerard Butler uh, very much as the aggressor. I mean, it's it's not only it's a you know it's the R-rated version. It's much more violent. Uh, mm-hmm. White House Down is PG-13, um, but you know he systematically pushes their buttons, taunts them, uh, like John McClane and Die Hard, and seeks them out and is wanting to uh, wanting to take them down one by one. Whereas I think in White House Down, for the most part, uh, you often see Channing Tatum and Jamie Fox plot to get the military access like try to take down the barriers so that they can get help to come in mm. uh usually if it's uh like you you'll see like this anti-aircraft gun that they're trying to take down on the top of the white house or any of the security you know clearances that the hackers set up that sort of thing um so uh, you know th- this is getting more to like war machine versus warhorse territory because as you said this is not a direct remake it's just a difference mm-hmm. in style and approach uh, did you like the more aggressive RA version or the more fun, I guess, defensive-minded White House Down? If we can go back to, the, I guess, the sports metaphors there. Yeah, I, I preferred the the more aggressive, the the, the rated R uh, version. And I think it, it's because of how the movies uh, were executed. The uh, White House Down with the um, Jason Clark. You know, I think the more I see him, the less I like him. Have you um, seen him in Zero Dark Thirty? I, I I have, but I I know we talked about that before, and uh, you actually enjoyed that movie, and uh, I I didn't I don't want to say I didn't care for it, but it uh, I it did make me want to rewatch it. You're picking you on know, the I, Chastain. How dare you? <laughs> hey hey, don't you remember she liked a tweet of mine before? I I happen to like uh, Chastain too. I'm gonna get in contact with her and tell her that you didn't like Zero <laughs> Dark Thirty, and she will rescind that like. Oh, please do. I would love any kind of interaction, even if it's <laughs> rescinding a like of uh, my tweet. Because <laughs> I can say, hey, she saw a tweet of mine. Um, so you didn't like the, the main villain, I guess, or the, the main muscle uh, played by Jason Clark in White House you Down? You know, I think with White House Down, there was just way too much going on. There is a lot of characters. You got the the tour guide, and then you got the, the guy from Breaking Bad. You know, um, you know who I'm talking about, right? The, the guy with the handlebar mustache, kind of thing. The, he's the uh, one with the. He's, he's tatted up in this film. Correct? Tatted up. He's he's got the like the the vest on, you know, so sleeveless. Uh, you know, um, yeah, because he was like one of the neo Nazis from Breaking Bad. Um, and then both movies have uh, kids. Well, one's the first kid, you know, and the other one is uh, Channing Tatum's daughter, uh, who's a YouTuber. Uh, which that, that's another thing. I'm just like, you know, her, her video leaks and they're putting her face all over the news. Like what a bunch of dumbasses. It's pretty dangerous since they Very. know she's still a hostage. Inside. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, there's just, I, I just felt that there was way too much going on. And 
with uh, Olympus has fallen, fallen, basically focusing on uh, Gerard Butler going in, uh, you know, kind of like a video game, right? Mm-hmm. Who's he taking on next kind of thing. Like, I think that was a little bit more easy to watch uh, as, as opposed to cutting back and forth with all these people uh, making phone calls. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh, I felt, was kind of out of place in this movie. Um, and it, it's so sad, too, because Roland Emmerich, I liked a lot of his earlier stuff, and I feel like he's kind of been on a steadily decline as far as, like, his movies goes, you know, uh, being less and less entertainment. I don't have his filmography pulled up, but I just kind of, uh, I don't know, I, I, I kind of like his disaster stuff. This action movie here isn't really clicking for me. Anton Fuqua, you know, yeah, he's kind of, he's got some pretty decent movies. I mean, I liked Southpaw when it came out. You know, he's uh, probably uh, more known for his movie Training Day. And then he did like Brooklyn's Finest, which I felt was a little underwhelming, uh, especially coming out way after Training Day. Um, but, uh, it, but White House Down felt a little bit more like a Michael Bay movie. You know, just explosions and 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 things are on screen just just to be on screen and just um, I don't know the jokes weren't really hitting for me. Uh, Olympus has fallen has a uh, obviously a, a lot more of a serious tone, you know, and so I liked that better and everything just flowed a little bit better for me with Olympus has fallen. Though I did kind of like, oh okay, the, the Asians are the bad guys in this movie. Yeah, I certainly prefer the uh, the villains so white aspect of white house down and <clears throat> getting into that i i feel like white house down does a better job of establishing how this happens they're both ridiculous in concept like it basically just seems like if you come in with guns and have like one explosion that you set off then you can take over one of the most secure places like on the planet uh, uh especially in white house down where you just see security guards basically that never have like their weapons drawn of any sort and are just kind of running down hallways, getting shot. But I liked that it was, you know, it was just someone who had a personal vendetta because that seemed like it was more believable to me that someone with that high of security clearance, someone who's in charge of the president's security detail could pull something like this off as opposed to, you know, another nation, you know, and, and Olympus has fallen. They have to count on the president saying, no, no, bring them into the bunker with me. If he doesn't mm-hmm. do that, what was their plan? Like that was, did they just Both start, B. <laughs> did they just, they start shooting right there in the Oval Office? So, uh, I th- you know, but both those things, you kind of have to punt. Uh, you just have to go yeah. with the conceit, uh, and get to it. Um, I will agree with you that I, I per- actually prefer White House Down, uh, I think because I, I find the, the premise of both films ridiculous, and so at times they for me they at least acknowledge that ridiculous premise. Like as you said, there are a lot of uh, Michael Bay influences. I would say it's like Michael Bay light. It doesn't look like mm-hmm. they quite have the budget, you know, for a Michael Bay movie. Um, actually, in both films, I thought they looked quite bad at times. Like um, apparently, Olympus Has Fallen was filmed in. Uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay. And so everything that deals with the White House was green screen, like anything on like a lawn. And White House Down, although it's far more expensive than Olympus Has Fallen, was filmed in Montreal exclusively. So same thing, all of it's green screen. And I felt like you could tell with both films at, at times. I think yeah. Olympus Has Fallen tries to, they, they have most of the action set at night, so it kind of covers it a little bit more. Um, 
And then to the comedy aspect of it, yeah, I agree. White House Down, not all of it works, especially the tour guide suddenly having his like one-liners at the end of the film when he like gets a gun in his hands, and then you you have the uh, you have a couple things that totally do work for me. That I I've only seen this film twice: once when it first came out, and then for this podcast, watched again last night. But mm. Jamie Foxx, he has this whole thing throughout the film where he keeps repeating, you know, the, the pen is mightier than the sword, and you know. And a, in a speech. And, um, I think James Woods even throws it back to him. Like, you know, why he has a gun in his hand. And there's this moment where he, the president takes a pen and just like screams, I choose the pen and stabs him in the neck. And I would, I don't even know if I paid attention for the last 20 minutes of the movie. I was still like laughing at laughing at how stupid that was to say, <laughs> do, <laughs> and that the president would like try to have a cheesy one liner, like, well, you know, he, not only is he under threat, but the, the whole nation is. We're talking about, you know, nuclear missiles firing uh, upon the country. So I guess I just felt like White House Down just embraced it and just knew that it was sort of a dumb action movie. Um, I don't know. Normally I would go for the, the R-rated, but I felt like that Olympus Has Fallen is a little too, a little too self-serious too uh, satisfied with itself and it's it's darkness i, I don't i don't know it, it, it's not bad like i i enjoyed both of them uh which is more than what i can say for uh, london has fallen which is the reason we're releasing this episode this week uh because that's the the sequel to olympus has fallen and i i despise that you know all, all the things i said about olympus has fallen being like a like a diehard clone uh, that's out the window when you put it in a city. Um, we're, we're getting into Die Hard with a vengeance territory, and we have no Sam Jackson, no Bruce Willis, and no Jeremy Irons. So, uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed both. But I, I went with the PG thirteen version. Strangely, this time. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's, it's just the the, the one liners are really ruining it for me. Uh, and and the the whole joke about Jamie Foxx's Jordans, you know, don't put your don't. Don't ever put your hands on my on my Jordans. We we didn't need that. It's just a bunch of eye rolling things. I, I'm sure I hit with the kids. I did like you know? the image of the president in Jordans running around, being chased okay. by like guns and missiles. Like I, I thought it was a funny visual. I agree with you on maybe you don't need to acknowledge it with dialogue, but him you know taking off you know his, his business shoes to find something a little more comfortable to run in while he's being shot at. I was totally cool with. I liked that. Yeah, that that makes sense, but it's like beating you over the head with it. Get it? He's wearing Jordans, right, and he's right. a president. That's funny, <laughs> you know. Uh, what what did you think of Jamie Fox as the uh, the president? I thought I thought it was fine. What I liked best about it is, uh, you know, Jamie Fox doesn't strike me as the sort that normally would be playing like, um, I guess, the victim in an action movie. You know, he seems like he would be the sort. He would be the one with the gun saving the day. And well, I, collateral, he was the victim. <clears throat> that well, in a, in a way, he also you know he's also kind of the hero there too. Um, but here, like even you know even when he gets his his moments, you know with a rocket launcher, he's for the most part ineffective. You know, and it, it makes sense why you know he would not suddenly just grab a gun and just start mowing people down. Uh, so I I thought it was interesting that someone like Jamie Foxx, who it's not like he's an aging actor or anything, like he's not old, like and he's still in his prime would take this part and let Channing Tatum, you know, be the, be the muscle, so to speak. And even the way Channing Tatum plays it is someone who he's not a superhero, you know, oftentimes, as I said, he's just running and their plans don't work, uh, which is a clear difference between him and Gerard Butler, who is, who, who might as well be like a, a, a God, 
like <laughs> from you know a film that you just you just watched, Peter, on True Bromance. Oh, it was a great movie, Gods of Egypt. Go check it out and get real. Uh, so I'm going to shout out to get, Daniel there get real because, movies. Um, because I'll be talking about uh, London has fallen on his show tonight. So there's a shout out there that uh, me and Peter have gone back to back on his his podcast. So what, what, yes. what did you think about the, uh, you know, staying on the presence? Then uh, we'll compare the two, the way Jamie Foxx plays it and the way Aaron Heckart plays his uh, president, who um, strangely is captive for most of the time, even though they introduce mm-hmm. him boxing. Gerard Butler. I was actually expecting yes. more out of him because of that boxing sequence at the beginning of the film. The, you, yeah, you make you bring up a very good point. Uh, I didn't even think about like Aaron uh, Eckhart as like, okay, well, you box in the beginning of the movie. For me, I was just like, well, Gerard Butler is boxing. He that's how he can get through the White House and and fight uh, all these uh, you know the bad guys, so to speak. So with Jamie Foxx, you know, he's so like I know him to be built. I know he. Uh, probably very athletic and all that so you know seeing him climbing up on the uh, on the cables you know inside the uh, elevator shaft i've just like you know i i can't imagine an actual president doing that now i can see aaron eckhart trying you know and and not doing well at it you know he, he would struggle something like that i just i just buy aaron eckhart uh, more as the president just because of the way uh maybe because of you know his um previous roles you know, with I'm about to put with, a hashtag in for this episode. Peter's presidents oh. are so white. It's like goodbye, <laughs> yeah. Aaron Eckhart is president, not Jamie Foxx. How dare you, sir? Yes, this this is true. Uh, but yeah, Jamie Foxx. You know, it just I don't know. I, I felt I just felt like he was just playing another bit. You know, not maybe not from In Living Color, but just just a, a another parody of some sort. You know, I, I just I, I couldn't take him seriously as a president. Um, does the, but does the film ask you to take any of it seriously? Really, I feel like even the way you know you point out the 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 villain played by Jason Clark, even he's ridiculous. Like he he's saying things like "I'm going to carve my name in your chest," and I mean he, he's basically like a a wrestling villain. He's a heel who's like he speaks like he wants to be Batman or something in this like gravelly voice. Are you into wrestling? I am not. Uh, Derek Stewart, our uh, horror expert who has been on, he was on for the Lady Killers episode set in for you, uh, is big into it. I believe he even dropped some wrestling references on that episode, and I had no idea what he was talking about. So it might not have made the edit because I just had like a blank reaction to okay. it. But yeah, he, because, he's big into it. Because you just dropped one. I, I, I don't know wrestling, but I had to ask people, like, what does this mean when they say that? You said heel. Mm-hmm. So I know that's a term for, for sure. So we got another hashtag. Uh, face versus heel, just hashtag that. I've been accused uh, of being a podcast heel on some of my guest appearances, so I guess that's that's why I know that term. Um, and I don't know if I'm using it correctly, but I'm sure I might be too. Uh, when you're when you're demanding a white president again, yes, you were the heel of this episode. You're... Ah, there, there we go. <laughs> I, I perhaps am the heel of the network as well. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I get stepped on uh, very often. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to think. Uh, well, okay, so clearly you hate kids, uh, especially in movies. Yep. Um, did you did you like the first kid? Did you like Tatum's daughter? Like, I felt like it didn't need to be a daughter, especially like all the times that they threatened her. I'm just like, this is PG-13. At one point, Jason Clark is holding a gun to her head. You know, I'm just like. It, they kind of throw it around too. Like it's almost. I mean, it's, oh, it's, he slaps her. Yeah, he slaps her at one point. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's automatically. It's just, yeah, it's um, child abuse. 
<laughs> I I'll say this. Uh, this is one area where I really preferred Olympus has fallen. Um, I will. They spend a little bit too much time on the expedition. I feel like even though White House Down is uh, two hours and eleven minutes, I think that's too long. Uh, I think Olympus has fallen right at two hours is also too long. Like I feel mm-hmm. like it could have been an hour forty five. Yep. Because uh, I don't really think we need. I don't know if we need that personal tragedy that starts out with. Um, so I know I was getting ready to say, here's what I preferred about Olympus Fallen, but getting to the very beginning of the film is what I prefer about White House Down, that Chang Tatum is just someone who is not really happy with his place and is trying to move up in the world and is basically told, you're not qualified to work at the White House. You're not. That's that's the reason he's the outsider who is in, whereas in Olympus Has Fallen, Gerard Butler is, uh, as I said, he's a god, so there's no reason for him to lose that position, but it's because... Uh, there's just a freak car wreck that where the president's wife uh, is killed because <clears throat> Butler chooses to pull the president out instead of the wife or doesn't allow him to stay in the car with his wife to like give mm-hmm. him a few more seconds. <clears throat> I found that hard to buy that there would be that much sort of blame. Uh, but yeah. getting back to the kid and that right before that accident happens, we see Butler sort of bonding with the first kid you know, running him through all this training and questions about, you know, the White House, all these secret passages. So it's clearly set up so that the first kid can hide from the terrorists. Well, what I really prefer about Olympus Has Fallen is once they get the kid to safety, like out of harm's way, that's it. Like, you know, they, that's it's basically, as you said, a video game. That's like your first mm. sort of mission. We reach that goal, that safe point, and then we move on to the next thing. Whereas, White House Down really bends over backwards to make sure that all of the characters have something to do. And as you said, it's just overstuffed. Like even the <clears throat> the child here right. of Channing Tatum's like p- posting that video on YouTube, which gets the information on who these guys are to the the government. She's still like a damsel in distress up until the last few minutes, where there's this <laughs> really obnoxious, but yet again hilarious uh, callback to her being like a flag waiver like she, oh right <laughs> which presidential flag <laughs> she did call off like I, i've you know i went to see it with some buddies and uh about half of them really thought that was hilarious and loved it and half of it thought it was just so corny and hated it um if you're a fan of the rock you're know, going back to michael bay it's very reminiscent of nicholas cage at the end of that film with the flares uh, mm. albeit it's still a little more ridiculous because it's a girl standing on the White House lawn doing like a, a flag routine to call him off. So um, I would say that for the most part, I've heard Olympus has fallen as far as how they handled the kid because it wasn't ridiculous. It was just like, it was just another level to beat. Uh, but when White House Town goes for it, man, they go for it with that ending. That was just phenomenal. No, they indeed they go for it. There's another character that really bothered the hell out of me because I I just felt like why is this person getting this much screen credit? And it's the it's the character of Skip Tyler, you know the the guy behind the monitors, you know hack the the, the super hacker. He just like uh. he was like a uh, like. Like the Troy brothers from Face Off, you know Nicolas Cage and his brother in that movie. It was it was like two in one kind of thing. I don't know. He was just over the top. And uh, I wish the hackers that we see on screen were a little more reserved. Like, why can't we ever see the antisocial sort of bookish? Like, where was the girl with the dragon tattoo in these type of films where she just does her work and doesn't want to be bothered? 
Like that's why she got into hacking. And this guy, it's like he's Don Rickles or something. He's like performing some sort of comedic routine to no one by himself in a room full of computers. I agree with you there. It's it really annoying. I mean, he himself plays like some classical music, which also reminded me of Nicolas Cage in Face Off, where you know, uh, there, you know, in the beginning of the movie, Nicolas Cage is like uh, at some kind of choir performance or something, you know, and I want to say Ode to Joy is playing, you know, and he's like just dancing around and then grabs some girl <laughs> in the in the ass, you know, and yeah, creating it, many memes as he does it. Yes, absolutely. And um, maybe that's what we needed from Skip, you know, to grab a little ass and, and uh, dance. Around. Well, I guess we, he did dance around. But Mainly the yeah, ass. That's what you're asking for. More ass. <laughs> a little bit more ass. Uh, but no, I, I think I think what you just said would have been perfect. What, why couldn't we get like a straight, you know, um, uh, Elizabeth uh, Salinger? What's that? What was her name? Salinger, is that, is that right? Yeah. Salinger, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Why can't we get someone like that? You know, what, why and why not have a a female hacker? Like, you know, we haven't seen the, uh, very much of that. Um, Olympus has fallen has one though. I mean, she doesn't have much to really say or do. But I'm pretty sure oh, the right. computer well, person was female. Yeah, the the Asian, uh, the Korean. Uh, I don't even know if the actress was even Korean. You know, all Asians look like apparently. Rick, uh, Rick Ricky Yoon or Rick Yoon. He was uh, the bad guy in the first Fast and the Furious. And okay, that's why I recognize him. I'm like, yep. I know I've seen this guy as a villain before. I was like, for whatever reason, you know, like, I obviously had seen Olympus Has Fallen and this was a rewatch. Uh, I didn't really remember a whole lot about it. Uh, but as soon as he appeared on screen, I'm like, oh, he's the big villain. And I'm like, why do I know that already? Like, why? it seems like, so yeah, Fast and Furious. Okay, that's... that's Yep, yep. so he went from uh, racing for pink slips to uh, taking down the White House. It's not bad. Although the Fast and Furious movies are better, so... You know, as far as films go, it's a step. <laughs> oh, down. I'd agree. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it sounds like you prefer Olympus Has Fallen. Uh, but not by much. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, it doesn't sound like you're entirely pleased with uh, either either one. Either no, film. Uh, so, you know, before we start recording, it's something we discussed uh, doing, adding something else at the end of the film. So let, let's just start with this one first, uh, because it really works this time. If Hollywood was to do another version of the white house being taken over and one man has to save the day, you know, what, who would the villains be like, you know, what's a a good villain, you know, actor who's hopefully not, you know, Asian. Uh, and would you have, you know, Ricky and play the hero this time? Hmm. So, so we're going to start with Olympus has fallen. Let's just make it. It's just a new film. It's just uh, okay. Just, just a completely because okay. you're not happy with either one. So, uh, you know, who do you have as the villain? Who do you have as the hero? And can you think of a director that would make this uh, more entertaining for you? More entertaining. Okay. So this one is going to be um, really left field, and I'm going to go with uh, Ben Affleck. And I'm gonna credit, you know, movies like Argo and The Town. Mm, good choice. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say something like that. Uh, and um, you know, uh, Ben Affleck would probably be uh, not the lead uh, because I feel like he directs people better than you know than him uh, himself. Um, let's see, villain. Who has he used for? I'm trying to think of maybe some of his, uh, you know, regular players. Uh, in his movies. Well, you know what? Hey, he had Brian Cranston on Argo. Sure. Yeah. You know, uh, Brian Cranston, uh, Christoph Waltz, 
you know. Um, let me see. I'm trying to think of any anybody so you'd else. So you have Cranston as a villain? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, he's kind of, you know, obviously we know him from, um, you know, Breaking Bad. And uh, he was also, uh, I think he had a small role in Lincoln Lawyer, maybe, with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Does that sound right? I, I see that you just kind of sparked something to me. Uh, what if Cranston remains the villain, but he's actually the president and the, the, the lone man attacking is trying to take down like almost like a Manchurian candidate thing where the president is mm. working against America, some sort of sleeper agent who's risen through the, the ranks or whatever. And you have Cranston as the villain and the president. And uh, maybe uh, maybe even have Denzel in the movie if you want to bring, you know bring you that title up and uh, and then have Liev Schreiber as like uh, one of the bad guys too. Would you have Denzel as a bad guy? Because I actually like him. Like I mean, I know he won an Oscar for being a bad guy, but I feel like he's not gone back to that enough. Like everybody knows it from Training Day. If uh, if Anton Fuqua was was directing again, you know, then yes. Um, but then we lose mm-hmm. Affleck, so I don't know. I think he's a better. No, you're director. right. Okay. Okay. You know, no, yeah, d- definitely. Um, Denzel, I, that would be. I feel that would be really tough because that's that's a lot of star. That's, I think that's too much star power. I believe that that can be. Um, you know, if you had Denzel Cranston in, I don't know, Liv Schreiber isn't like a powerhouse or anything like that. But I felt that's just uh, too much star power right there. You know, to, to be the bad guys. Ben Affleck can he can pull that down. He he's making you know I don't know the next nine to ten Batman movies. Warner Brothers will they'll, they'll throw money at him. They'll they'll have that. We we could have this be you know both these films are too long, so we could have our own two and a half hour epic here. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's let's have um. Got it. Let's let's throw all of them in as bad guys and and have uh, Affleck and um uh, his rookie partner uh, Henry Cavill you know be the good guys. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> I, I would uh, I would uh, get rid of uh, Cavill and have his rookie partner be his younger brother Casey Affleck and have the two Afflecks okay. uh, trying to take down this evil presidency. Uh, and then even better, since uh, Ben's directing it, uh, you have him get killed in the first twenty minutes, and then there Casey becomes and it'll be a bit, don't you know don't give that away in the trailers, but then it's Casey Affleck as the the lone gunman in the White House. Oh God! There's movies that have done that where we're like, you know, uh, spoiler alert, Southpaw. Well, I, I guess depending on the trailer that you saw, that you were spoiled. <laughs> yeah, not for me. It was it was spoiled right out of the gate. So, uh, yeah. See, so I I, I uh, it hit me harder because it was a surprise to me. I didn't know what was going to happen uh, in the first twenty minutes. So obviously, we've spoiled this. Uh, you know. This movie, more we just, this movie we've just made up, but uh, you know, if you're in on the ground floor, that, that's fine. Other people, there's not, you know, a ton of people are not listening to this podcast. That's an understatement. So uh, it's weird because we are now on iTunes and Stitcher. <laughs> we lost listeners. People, people liked it better when we were underground. When we were, cool, yeah, when I we guess. were exclusive to Podbean. <laughs> it's really weird. But um, uh, how about how about the first lady? Let's let's do a couple of different castings because uh, in White House now we got uh, Garcelle. Uh, I've never really been able to say her name correctly, but uh, Bouvet. I know she was like. What what what's funny is that she was the love interest in the Jamie Foxx show. So I wonder if that's why she was casting. You know, as the she's first lady. she's barely in this. So it's like I was right. I was even trying to remember. I'm like, who was the first lady? And uh, I had no I had no well, memory. In that case, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first lady. 
I, I don't know. It, it would be interesting because it, you have to. I'm guessing it's someone around Cranston's uh, age. Uh, unless it, we're doing the true Hollywood thing and we're just... What about it. Anna Gunn? <laughs> you know, let's, take, that, a, let's okay. take, a, take a page out of uh, White House Down where they got the the two leads from the Jimmy Fox show. Well, that Breaking Bad, let's get Anna Gunn as the the, uh, the first lady. And, and maybe maybe uh, she, she died. You know, maybe she died. And this is why Cranston turns bad uh, as the president. Or maybe she's working against him. Maybe once she finds out, she's disgusted with what he's doing. Uh, back to Breaking Bad. <laughs> like Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> all right. So uh, that was you know, where this is where you'd be like hashtag baby. Yeah, we just gotta load them up. Uh, although my Twitter game's kind of weak lately. I've not really been. Uh, I, I like do one tweet for these shows and then forget about it. Uh, oh, that's because you got like a hundred people to retweet them for you. <laughs> that's you gotta put them to work. Yeah. Um, all right. So we you know, we spent a lot longer on that, which actually I think I just prefer our movie to what. Uh, we watched, but um, given that this is a little bit of a trickier premise since they came out like three months apart, um, you know, if someone had just seen Olympus has fallen, like, and came out of it, could you do you think that there's a way to convince them to watch White House Down three months later? I don't think a lot of people did. White House Down did not do well at the box office, but you know, is there something that Olympus has fallen did not do that you think? Uh, White House Down can scratch that itch for people as far as this this type of story. Well, I I think it's the cast. You know, you got Morgan Freeman. Um, you know, let me let me pull up the cast real quick. But they they had a lot of people in here. Even um, uh, veteran actor Robert Foster, a uh, Forster. I'm sorry, Jackie you know, Brown. was in here. I completely forgot about him. And uh, Ashley Judd, you know, was the first lady, very brief role. Dylan McDermott, I forgot, was in here. But uh, a bunch of, a bunch of, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, I'd say big names. You know, there, there's some, uh, even uh, Cole Hauser, I mistook him for, uh, who's the other guy that looks like him? Like, um, not Josh Lucas, but there, there's like three of them that all kind of, kind of look similar. You know, the, the blonde hair guy. Kind of thing. It could uh, be in our, our Affleck version of this, as he was in Goodwill Hunting, sitting in the back with Casey Affleck. So. Oh, there you go. Yep, exactly. Let's uh, give Damon a cameo. You know why not? Sure. Maybe, maybe he could be giving a tour of the White House. <laughs> <laughs> we won't. We won't put in the tour guide as much as the White House Down did. Uh, I don't. You know, I don't know. I, I think you know. Back to the beginning of our conversation, it's just going to be a difference in. You know, style. If you, I think that White House Down is going more for like that buddy comedy of like the eighties, um, and you could say Olympus Has Fallen is going for the harsher violence of some of those eighties films. So they they both are kind of a throwback in mm-hmm. a way. Um, it just depends on if you want it to be more into the comedy territory or more. Um, and not to say Olympus is Fallen is not silly at times, but it's not trying to make jokes like White House Down is. Right, right. Yeah. So ultimately, I think it's split. I, For whatever reason, I went with the PG-13 version, and uh, Peter went with Olympus is Fallen, but he's he's said that he's not happy really either way. So Yeah, either way. <laughs> <laughs> you, you already mentioned earlier um, – they're they're both a little too long, you know. A White House Down is another seven minutes more, but yeah, I think one forty five would have been perfect for both movies. But even then, uh, yeah, if I had to choose just the one, I would go with Olympus has, uh, has fallen. But yeah, uh, I didn't really care for either of them. 
so what do we have uh, coming up next, Peter? Because uh, I'm hoping that you'll be more into next week's uh, offering. Um, what did we decide on for the Brothers Grins- Grimsby, which uh, probably will not be a box office sensation. Uh, we're going with a Brothers theme. Do you remember what yeah. we decided? Was it Four Brothers and yep. then the, uh, the, the the Western... The Sons uh, of Katie Elder. So There we uh, go. This is actually a remake but it's a very loose remake sort of inspired by so as you said we're kind of mixing up our format a little bit to uh to not just do direct like almost scene by scene remakes uh so Mm -hmm. i i've not seen either one of these i'm I'm looking forward to it though um uh hopefully you know i think if our listeners are tired of hearing about two movies that pretty much have the same exact story this one will offer at the very least two different genres so it'll be different Mm -hmm. enough oh yeah yep yep definitely all right. Well, um, if uh, anybody wants to interact with us on Twitter, uh, we have an account called, or I'm sorry, which is uh, at Original Remake, um, and an email, which uh, Original Remake Pod at gmail.com, I believe it is. Yep. Uh, but Mike, where can uh, listeners get a hold of you uh, on the on the uh, social medias? I'm on Twitter at War Machine Horse, and uh, that was an account created for my other podcast, War Machine versus War Horse. Uh, where we take, uh, very similar to this very episode, uh, two films that have a similar premise but approach it differently. Um, so if you liked that uh, in this episode and you've not listened to my other show, check it out on iTunes, Stitcher, and followingfilms.com. My show, uh, we take a look back at the movies that I grew up watching, and uh, I currently have like a like a rotating um like a group of rotating uh, guests who are uh, born in the 90s and they give their perspectives on these older movies. Featured uh, players. That's what you have. The featured there players. There we go. Featured players, and one of which you mentioned, uh, Daniel, from the uh, Get Real Movies. So shout out to him. Uh, so yeah, I'm at HLF Podcast. So again, all of those can be found at followingfilms.com. first.